This episode of the Europook podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Now the playoffs are in full swing and the action increases every single game and this is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes every day and it's free-to-play. Now, the pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games. Questions will range from which team will hit the most frees to which team will score first. Download the top key rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the playoffs. Head to DraftKings pools pages now to get your shot at huge cash prizes using promo code THPN. A big thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, hey, and previet hockey fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Europook podcast with myself, Chris Gadsby, and usually Obman Rush YT, but uh, he's flying off to Canada, as I said in the intro there, uh, in about, well, in just under 48 hours' time. So he's busy making his uh, final preparations there uh, before he flies off. So you've got me, who's operating everything on my own, and I'm still not particularly used to it, hence the uh, the lack of audio there for a minute because I forgot to return my microphone on after the introduction. But hello and uh, welcome. Hope you are all doing well. We've got plenty to talk about uh, this afternoon. We've got the end of the IIHF World Championships. We've got all the stats to talk about from the World Championships as well. We've had some breaking news today from the Champions Hockey League, and there is now a uh, space going spare. And we've got some news out of the KHL as well, which uh, is not particularly good, particularly in my opinion anyway, for fans of Cunlun Red Star. But anyway, a good uh, afternoon to Not Quit as well, who's here for all of our streams as well, uh, who asked me if I have a new camera or if he's a bit crazy. No, it's the same as always. Um, I believe. That the difference is, is that because I'm hosting the podcast this week and because I'm not sending my camera feed halfway across the country over to Hayden, that the quality is, is better than it usually is. I believe that's the answer anyway. It's the only answer I've got, although I don't know why it should be any different to, uh, to last time. But let's start. Uh, this will be a bit of a shorter one because I'm on my own and there isn't a great deal to talk about, but we will start with... Uh, talking about the final uh, two quarterfinals, the two semifinals, the gold medal game and the bronze medal game from the IIHF World Championships, which finished on Sunday. So I'll just quickly jump over to there like that. And we will see. Now, when we recorded last week, uh, it was 
after the two afternoon games. So the USA had convincingly beaten Slovakia and the Germans had convincingly, uh, well, not convincingly beaten Switzerland. That went to, uh, to a shootout, but Germany beat Switzerland. So we had the final two quarterfinals to talk about. Uh... The Russian Olympic Committee against Canada. Uh, this one went to overtime. It was always going to be a close game. It's always great when uh, these two teams come together. And it took overtime, Canada being the team to prevail in uh, in overtime. If we just go to the game centre, things might be a little bit slow. So I do apologise uh, for that as well. Uh, it only took about you know, just over two minutes of overtime. Andrew Manjipan, his seventh goal of the competition. We'll get onto the stats, as I said later. Sending Canada through into the semi-finals. And then in the final quarter-final, it was Finland against the Czech Republic. Another really close game. Uh, and that one finished a goal to nil to Finland. And I know that Nockwit will have been happy with that quarter-final performance. And of course, we'll go on to more about Finland and Canada uh, later on in this episode. Again, if you watch, if you look at me looking over here, uh, that's because I've got the, the chat up on this screen over here because I run the dual screen set up for the podcast, as uh, regular viewers will know. Moving then in, we had a break on Friday. We then move into Saturday and the semi-finals, uh, one at quarter past two and one at quarter past six. Uh, and it was the two North American sides of the USA and Canada coming up against each other in the first semi-final. The USA, who had just quietly gone about their business in the in the World Championships so far, they didn't really... Um, you know, put up massive scores that, and shout about what they did. But when you look at the end of the group stages, they were what, finished top of the group. Um, and as I suspected when we recorded last week, they got the earlier semi-final to give them a longer break before the final, should they get there. But of course they didn't because Canada won by four goals to two to come out top of the kind of battle of the North Americans. Um, of course, the interesting thing there with with Canada, of course, and I'll talk on to this in the final as well, is don't forget that Canada lost their first three games, including to, to teams such as Latvia, and that's no disrespect to Latvia. But there, there were you know, games that uh, Canada will perhaps want back, but they managed to turn it up in the uh, in the knockout stages. Other semi-final on June the 5th, Finland against Germany. It came 2-1. Uh, that was uh, Germany who... You know, just about got into the uh, into the playoffs, managing to get themselves into the semi-final with that uh, shootout victory over Switzerland. Finland, though, just proved to be a bit too much for them, winning 2-1. So we had our bronze medal game of the USA versus Germany and the gold medal game of Finland versus Canada in uh, on Sunday. We started quarter past three with the... Bronze medal game, it wasn't particularly close. USA winning by six goals to one. Germany, who I think, I don't think many people would perhaps have suspected Germany of getting that far. So I think Germany would be quite pleased with the way that they went about the World Championships. And I think they might feel they did quite well. Uh, and then we went into the gold medal game, which was everything you could have possibly hoped for in a gold medal game. Uh, we had... Plenty of goals, five of them in fact, and it went to overtime. 
so Canada, if I remember correctly, I'll get the game center up again. They managed to pull themselves back. Uh, it was pretty even. Um, Finland went 1-0 up, then Canada equalised uh, one all in the second period. And then uh, Finland went ahead again in the third. Canada managed to get it back. I believe that was on the power play, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, okay, it doesn't say there. Um, but And then it went into overtime. And Canada, it needed a bit more overtime this time. It needed six and a half minutes of overtime between uh, before Nick Paul got the final goal for Canada to win them the gold medal uh, assisted by Connor Brown. And I know, again, in the live chat, do get involved in the live chat this afternoon, uh, not quite as well, being, being a Finn will probably have been a bit devastated when the uh, when that uh, overtime goal uh, went in. There's still Finland coming in silver medal position in Canada. Yeah, after a... Uh, after a poor start to the World Championship, yes, it was a power play goal. I thought it was uh, not quite. Thank you for that. Uh, managed to actually come away winning the, the World Championship. So Canada winning by three goals to two in overtime to claim the 2021 World Championship. So if we have a look at a few of the statistics from this, we'll start with the with the scoring leaders in total. You'll see Connor Brown there of Canada, 16 points in 10 games to top the points. Uh, Connor Garland in uh, second for the USA, 13 points in 10 games. And then Andrew Manjapan and Adam Henrique, a couple more Canadian players there with 11 points. Liam Kirk for Great Britain, sixth overall in points, nine points in seven games. For Liam Kirk, go into the goal scoring leaders. And this is where the, the, the Brits amongst us will be particularly happy because they're at the top of the scoring charts tied with a near two and a half million dollar NHL player. Liam Kirk, seven goals in seven games from 19 shots with a 36.84 scoring percentage. That's more than one in every three shots Liam Kirk took found the back of the net against some quality netminders throughout the course of the World Championship. And obviously, if you want to hear more about Liam Kirk, uh, Hayden had a just over half an hour interview with him over on his channel, Oddman Rush YT. You can see it at the top left of the screen. Uh, and Liam uh, yeah, gave some great insights into the World Championships and what he's hoping for in the future. Now go and check out if you've got uh, just over half an hour to spare uh, at one point, then uh, yeah, go and check out Hayden's interview there. The uh, assist leaders, we have a look at those as well. You've got uh, Connor Brown leading the assists with 14 uh, in terms of the face-offs. Uh, you've got Kevin Rooney leading the, the face-off, 65.22% in the face-off circle. Uh, the plus-minus leaders, that, uh, that one goes to, with plus 11, Nikita Zadorov of the uh, Russian Olympic Committee, the defender. And the most penalised players will go through those as well. Again, Nikita, oh, sorry, Nikita Komarov of Belarus with 39 penalty minutes in seven games. That's an average of five minutes and 34 in the penalty box. He got a game misconduct as well in one of those games. We just go through to the goaltenders. 
And this is where the World Championships kind of really stood out for me in the sense that if you look at Cal Pettersson there, the top netminder there for the USA, a 95.34 goals against average, sorry, save percentage in the World Championships. Second place, 94.57. Third place, 94.37. You've got four goaltenders above 94% and you've got... How many of the netminders here? You've got 14 netminders out of the 17 that really kind of took uh, a, a part in the in the World Championships or, or played enough games, should I say, to, to be included on these stats, were above 900. The only ones that weren't were from Belarus, from uh, Slovakia and from Italy. So, yeah, really um, you know, strong showing from uh, from those guys as well in terms of the net minding. In terms of the team stats, uh, it kind of doesn't really show you much from the, the way of Great Britain. So in terms of the scoring efficiency, that's uh, Kazakhstan, which is perhaps a little bit surprising, uh, topping that one. Bottom of the team is, is Belarus. Maybe surprising to see Italy so uh, high up in the uh, in the scoring efficiency, being six, scoring on 10% of their shots. I think the, the key thing there of Italy is 93 shots in the seven games in compared to everybody else being well over a hundred on the power play. Uh, again, Kazakhstan up at the top penalty killing. Uh, we've got the United States at the top with a 96.43 penalty killing uh, in terms of net minding. Uh, no surprise again with the, with the net minding I've already spoken about to see the United States up at the top uh, in terms of penalties, you've got Germany up at the top there with 119 penalty minutes. Uh, the cleanest team of the competition, Denmark, only 34 penalty minutes on that one. So that is basically everything to do with the IIHF. Just uh, do a quick check on everything. Yep, we all seem to be good at the moment. So yes, a quick check on the IIHF. Everything has finished up nicely there. So we shall move on to our next topic of conversation, which is the Champions Hockey League that have come out today with this announcement. And it reads as follows. I'll skim read it if you want to read the entire article. It's on their website or you can pause the, uh, the video. But basically they've been monitoring the situation in Belarus with regards to uh, units Minsk being in the Champions Hockey League for next season. Uh, and they have decided that there are too many unpredictable kind of features. So the um, wild card is being cancelled. That means we are down to 31 teams in the Champions Hockey League. Basically, the, the board have decided that teams can't come and go safely. Um, and they're trying to find out and decide what they're going to do with the 32nd place team. Now, if you are watching our um, social medias over the course of the day, you'll see that when this got put out, we said uh, we want to know who you want to fill the gap because it would seem most likely that that gap is going to be filled rather than leaving a group with any three teams in it. Those teams are Oslari Trinac, Lexan Zayef and Fribourg Gotteren. So that's what I want to ask uh, the live viewers now is who do you want to see and who do you think 
is likely to fill that gap. Now, we asked this on social media, and I've been looking around social media. There are a lot of people that want the um, Nottingham Panthers to be in the Champions Hockey League next season because they won that mini elite series, but more importantly, they were runners-up in the Continental Cup the last time that it was played. So that's another option for the Champions Hockey League. Uh, I had saw one guy who wanted Angers from the, the French National League. I believe he was a, an Angers fan. And then uh, the one thing I got from Hayden when I was talking about it earlier is he would quite like another team to be in the, the Champions Hockey League for, from another country. You would feel that it's probably going to go to a wildcard team because of the fact that it was a wildcard team that went out. So you'd think a wildcard team came in. They're unlikely, very unlikely to put, say, a sixth team from Sweden in. So I think a wildcard team is the most likely. And Hayden said, why not from another league? So I I had a bit of a look into it, and we'll have a look at some of the other leagues. Here they are um, that are around Europe and other places. So you've got Northern Europe, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, and, and what have you. So you will look down some of these leagues, and I have done a bit of reading into some of them. So the SHLs are already in, Liga in, Metal League in, the Getlagen in. Now the Icelandic League is not in. Uh, so I had a bit of a look at the Icelandic League. Um, there's only three teams in the Icelandic League, and I think it would be incredibly unlikely for the Champions Hockey League to, to ferry teams to and from Iceland. Uh, then you look at, obviously, the National League already in, the DEL already in, the Ice Hockey League already in, the League Magnus in, the Elite League in, and the next one is the Belgium and Netherlands Liga. Now, the problem with that one is they haven't had a season at all. So it'd be very difficult to take a team from there. You then go, obviously, to the to Eastern Europe. The KHL, I think, is incredibly unlikely that a KHL team will join the Champions Hockey League. Extra Liga is in. The Slovakian Extra Liga has already um, had that position removed because, if you remember, it was kind of always Slovakia and then it became Ukraine. So I doubt that that will happen. You then come to... The final two teams, really, Latvia and the Earth League in Hungary, because Belarus have just had the team taken away from them. Ukraine are already in, Poland are in, and Kazakhstan, as we know, then, as we know from Kazakhstan, when the Kazakhstani team won the Continental Cup, that was deemed too far for the Champions Hockey League to to send teams to. So I think it's highly unlikely to come from Kazakhstan either. So you're looking at Latvia, who would be the Latvian champions of Olymp Riga, or Hungary, which is the champions, the Romanian side in the Hungary League, uh, uh, SC Siskzedera. And I've probably butchered that, and I apologise for anybody there. Uh, so let's have a look at uh, some of your opinions. So Notquit, again, I think it's highly unlikely it will be from a league completely outside of the Champions Hockey League. It would disturb the league and require huge work from the ground up. There is that. There is that as well. You would look at perhaps a team where the country is already in the Champions Hockey League, so it would um, it would make it a lot easier. Say you take, for example, an extra team from the UK who haven't had their fixtures meetings yet, or you take if you decide to go for a founding league, maybe you take an extra. German team or, or an extra, uh, it was Austria, sorry, Czech team, wasn't it? That was uh, the other um, kind of 
bottom ranked side in of the founding leagues. I think the problem with taking another team from a founding league is how do you decide which teams from the founding leagues and which founding league do you take them from? If you go from a challenger league, you kind of have to take the league champions or um, have a very good reason for putting another team in. I've seen a lot of people that have said, take the Nottingham Panthers because they won the Elite Series, because they were runners-up the last time the Continental Hockey League played, and because they have his sorry, the Continental Cup, and because they have history of getting out of the group stage of the uh, of the Champions Hockey League. Now, I think if you look at it as well, and this is no disrespect to these teams that I'm going to just about to talk about, but Trinec, Lexans, and Fribourg Gotteren. If a Challenger League was to go into that group, let's for argument's sake, as Knockwood says, the Panthers would be a preferred pick. Let's for argument's sake say it's the Panthers. You would feel that the Panthers, yes, it would be tough, but have an opportunity to get out of that group. I think it's one of the not necessarily easier groups, but groups that you could get out of um, relatively not easily, that's the rub. But in comparison to the teams where you're playing, you know, Vaksha and Turku and teams like that, I think this is one of the groups where you, you could get out of it. Um, and I think you need a really strong side. Um, some of the nations, of course, don't know what they're going to, to do next year. But obviously, I do have the bias. But at the same time, I'm there thinking, I think a UK team does make the most sense. To me, anyway. I'm sure there are you know, Danish fans who would want a second Danish team and, and, and vice versa. But uh, So that is the um, the CHL and the spare team there. Um, Nocco says here, wasn't GB's league the highest ranked challenge league at the moment now that Belarus is out? Yes, that's another very good point. Great Britain and the Elite League is the highest ranked challenger league. So that is another reason why you would uh, look perhaps to get the Panthers in that uh, in the Champions Hockey League for next season. There are a lot of kind of arrows pointing towards the Nottingham Panthers, uh, but we'll have to see what uh, goes with that over the coming uh, days and weeks. So it's now what twenty five past six. So I will now talk about the final. Um, piece of news that I wanted to get in, which was uh, coming out of Twitter today that apparently it's not been officially announced with the roster, but it's come from several reliable sources that with the Winter Olympics in Beijing for 2022, uh, China are in the Winter Olympics for ice hockey. Despite the fact they are ranked 32nd in the world, they are in Division 2B and you know, if they had to qualify, they wouldn't have really a hope in hell. Now, what has come out today on Twitter is that in order to prepare the Chinese team for the Winter Olympics, the roster for China, the Chinese team is going to be playing in the KHL. And that is because Kunlun Red Star 
are going to... I'll bring the Chinese roster up here from the last time that there was a roster, which was 1819. Kunlun Red Star are going to basically fill their roster with the Chinese national side. Now, I think, and you may agree with me, but I know Hayden has, this, has a similar opinion here, that this is going to make it a very long season for fans of Kunlun Red Star. Just for... Um, kind of the sake of being completely transparent here, if you look at the experience here on Elite Prospects, the Chinese side, this is obviously from the 2018-19 season, they have 44 games of experience in the KHL. 44 games of experience, and they are coming up against many other you know, top quality, some of the best players in the world play in the KHL, and this is a team that's going to be made up almost entirely of KHL rookies. Now, if you look at the, the league on, uh, on Elite Prospects, one of those uh, KHL players is uh, Zihao Sun, the netminder. He's played two games for Cullinan Red Star in the KHL and he had a goals against average of four. And I'll be completely honest, I feel as though it is going to be a very, very long season for fans of Kunlun Red Star if, if this is indeed the case and it's basically the Chinese uh, national side that, uh, that play for Kunlun Red Star. I think it's gonna, they're going to have many, many difficult uh, games ahead of them in the next KHL season. Um, but I'd, of course, I'd love to get your, uh, your thoughts and it going nearly half an hour now so I'll do uh, what a couple of my streaming colleagues do and kind of give last call for any uh, bits of news or things you want me to, to talk about any questions you've got I'll do a couple of minutes for uh, for that to get in uh, and just round up kind of what we what we've spoken about so far in this episode of the podcast so we've done uh, the end of the WHF World Championships and a, and a gold medal to Canada uh, for anyone who kind of knows the Great Britain media scene, uh, I'd say congratulations to Chris Ellis, um, who not only won because he got to go and see all the Great Britain games live, but also because he drew Canada in our kind of UK hockey media um, bubble, well not bubble, that's the wrong word, but circle. Um, he drew Canada in our sweepstakes, so he won not only because he got to see games live, but also because... Um, he won. He won with Canada. Uh, yes, Liam Kirk topping out the uh, the goal scoring joint top with a two and a half million NHL player. Uh, if you want to hear more about of Liam Kirk, go over to On Man Rush's YouTube channel. Um, and uh, I'll just nip back onto this one uh, onto his YouTube channel. He's got a half hour conversation with Liam Kirk that went out on Sunday. Really interesting interview. Um, and then we spoke about the, the spare team from the Champions Hockey League and the, uh, yes, and the, the Kunlun Olympic squad. So not quite. Uh, the national team will be pretty tight once the Olympic hits if they've played their whole season together already, while other countries will bring players from all over the world. Again, that is true. However, I think, yes, the team might be tight, but... I don't think they really have any chance of, of getting out of the groups. So, with, the, with the best respect in the world to China, you can be the, the tightest team in the world, but you're still ranked 32nd. And, you know, yes, other countries will bring players in from all over the world. 
Yes, I'm unaware off the top of my head about what the NHL is doing. I suspect they probably can't take uh, players from the NHL. I think there was a bit of a fuss last time that uh, when the Winter Olympics was last on, what, 2018? Um, so it'll be interesting to see to see what happens. I think uh, they might still struggle, though, in, in all honesty. So, yes, if we've got... Uh, any uh, last questions? I'm seeing people very slowly moving up and down the drive out uh, outside. Yeah, any last questions or calls before I uh, round up this episode of the Europook podcast? I'll say while I'm waiting for anything to come in that uh, because all of the domestic hockey and the World Championships has finished now, uh, that is it for our uh, first season of the Europook podcast. And we're now going to take a break now, um, the way this is going to work is because Hayden's over in Canada, it's just going to be me throughout the summer. So what I'm going to do is keep my eye out and this is where I need all you guys to, to help me out as well because if you see any news that I might miss, let me know um, because once a bit of news comes out, uh, I might come on, do one of these streams, even if it's only 20 minutes, half an hour, as this one has been. Talk about the bit of news, get some input from you guys. Um, but that's not necessarily going to be a regular thing. That might be once a fortnight, uh, maybe once every three weeks. It very much depends on when the news comes out. Um, and then I'll start to pick it up more regularly again uh, come kind of August time when obviously all the schedules are released. We know when leagues are starting uh, and that sort of thing. Um, so it doesn't look like as we've got any more kind of questions or comments uh, to come in. So I will round up this episode and say thank you very much for watching this episode of the Europop podcast or listening to it, however you get your streams. If you've enjoyed what you've uh, watched or heard today, then you can follow me at Chris uh, underscore Gadsby. My Twitter is up there at the top of the screen. Or if you... Uh, well, I would say if you've liked what you've uh, heard and seen from Oddman Rush today, but because he's not been here and won't be for the next few months, but make sure you do give him a follow at Oddman Rush YT. His uh, Twitter is there top left of the screen. Thank you very much for watching or listening this episode of the Europut podcast and goodbye.